are listening to Present Truth Ministries Radio, telling the world that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Welcome to PTM Radio. I'm your host, Brother Jason DeMars. This is a ministry of Present Truth Ministries, where Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever. Hebrews 13.8. May the Lord richly bless you. I'm just getting back from a missions trip recently to Turkey. I was there for just about 18 days, and we had a blessed time in the Lord, wonderful subjects covered, and great to see the growth and the progress in the believers there. We had uh, two people, two uh, former Muslims, come forward and give their hearts to the Lord make their confession of faith before the people, and we had five people that were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're, we're so blessed by that, and we're so thankful for the Lord's work in people's lives. Uh, we, we delivered some hard and difficult messages for everyone, but it was, it was a blessing to see that many, most of the people were very receptive to that. And so... I'm just getting back into the, the swing of things here. Um, I, I uh, have a testimony to share regarding myself and, and my family. We, we recently purchased a new house, which we're so grateful for, but the process that got us there was just amazing, and we're so grateful for how God moved on our behalf. We'd been living in a a condo for about 14 years. I have been for 14 years, and my wife moved in after we got married, so she's been there for a little over 13 years. And wonderful place, wonderful area. We were so blessed by the neighborhood and the people that we were around. Um, it was great to live close to my wife's sister and brother-in-law. It was a blessing to have them so close. But we'd been wanting for the last several years since we've had children. Our oldest daughter is... Uh, seven years old, going on eight. I almost forgot there for a second. Not sure how I could do that. And uh, then my youngest daughter is five years old. And, you know, we have two bedrooms, and it was it was getting cramped, and there's no place for an office and kind of no place for the kids to play, really, other than in the parking lot. So we'd been looking, but, you know, with our situation of walking by faith, we figured... There's no chance, there's no possibility that we could get into a new house. So with that said, I thought I might explore something, and and we talked to a mortgage lender, and they said, you know what, I think I can get you approved. So we were excited about that. Then we heard from a man that we we know. Actually, what happened was my my little girl flushed the toilet and uh, let it overflow, that went into the ceiling uh, that was below the, the toilet there and started flooding, and so we needed to get it repaired. So I called this man and said, you know, we're, we are uh, in need of some repairs around the house, and he, he's a friend of the family. And so he, he called me back and said, are you any chance looking to sell your house? I said, Actually, we we are. I said, 
he said, well, my son-in-law, soon-to-be son-in-law's been looking for a house and we've been having trouble everywhere. He hasn't been able to to get a purchase to go through. He's approved and everything, but problems with the property come up and they, they can't get the sale complete. So maybe the Lord has brought us together for this purpose, man said. And so we we... Amy and I talked about it, and we had him over, and we had the, his son-in-law over, and we ended up selling our house without ever putting it on the market. So miracle number one, the Lord opened a door for us, and then we began to look for a house, and and uh, we made an offer on a house, and unfortunately the appraisal came in way lower than what we had offered for it, and we didn't have the money to pay the difference, and frankly we wouldn't have done that anyways so we we made a counter offer with the people and you know it came in like almost seventeen thousand dollars less than what we had offered so the people were of course upset that the appraisal came back so much lower and we had many hoops that we had to jump through in the mortgage process uh, with with the way our income is and walking by faith and anyways that Make a long story short, the Lord made a way for us to get fully approved and get in our new house. So we're so thankful for the Lord's work and his provisions. We have a new house, and uh, the kids are still sharing a bedroom, but they have a nice backyard, and the house wound up being one that had a uh, nice swing set in the backyard and nice uh, deck, and, you know, we're... We feel extremely blessed. It's not something that we even uh, would have done on our own, but the Lord went before us and provided for us, and we just want to give him praise for what he's done. So we're in a new house, just just closed a few days after I got back from the missions trip, and we're getting settled in, and, and we just thank the Lord for that. And... Uh, Getting back in the swing of things, also with working with the with the ministers via Skype as we're home, and and we just ask for your prayers continuously. We've been in touch with uh, Sister Christina Irani. She's now living in in Turkey. That's Brother Benham Irani's wife, and uh, they've had uh, many difficulties and trials while living in Turkey as refugees. So we ask that you would continue to keep them in prayer. God willing, Brother Benham will join them in a little over two months now. I believe it's about 72 days until his release. So please remember him in prayer. I know that the Iranian government is building another case against Benham, and they would like to keep him in prison, but we're trusting the Lord is going to make a way, and he'll be able to get out and go move to Turkey and be reunited with his family. Pray for that. God bless you all. You know, we we love to have your feedback for PTM Radio. Since we started it several months ago, we've had a lot of great interviews, uh, heard a lot of supernatural things, and by God's grace, we'll continue going forward with more interviews. Uh, we had a couple brothers that went on a missions trip to Japan, and great things have, are happening there, and they're just kind of getting off the ground, and, and we'll bring them back on and interview them and and talk to them about uh, the mis- the missions work in Japan. 
I should say, shouldn't say we bring them back on. We haven't brought them on in the first place, but we will bring them on. I was also thinking about uh, Brother Dan Fair. Uh, he's currently on a missions trip in Mongolia. I believe that be going another few weeks. And when he gets back and gets settled in and has some time, we'll bring him on and talk to him about the missions work that's taking place there. As many of you know, there was a coup that took place in Turkey. It failed, uh, but we were there when it was happening. That took place. The main battles that were going on were, were in Istanbul and in Ankara. Thankfully, we were not in either of those cities. We were in Sparta, far away from what was taking place. So we're thankful for that. And it was it was a little crazy there. The FAA in the United States ended up blocking all flights from Turkey to the United States. And that was in effect, I think, for about four or five days. So that was sort of kind of towards the beginning of the trip. They took off that ban and we were able to fly home and we didn't have any delays or any problems with that. And so it seems like every time we go to Turkey, there's there's a new issue that comes up. There's a terrorist attack. And of course, we went through the airport there where there was a terrorist attack and many people died and you could still see that it was uh, under repair and they were fixing things up and the security had changed and was definitely up a notch and the entry entryway doors had changed where you could come in and you had to go through security just to get in and into the entry area so uh which is good i'm glad that they uh made the security more difficult there and it's a little safer there so we know that god is leading us i think that's that's where we all can rest and have confidence. It might be in the middle of a a war, it might be in the middle of great difficulties, but when we know that God is leading us and that he's in control of every situation, we can have confidence to move forward with that, uh, with every step. You know, we, on the missions trip, we covered the subject of the Godhead with the brothers, we really went in depth and in detail on Logos and the Son of God. This is a area where many people get get tripped up, and uh, you know it, it turns into either a oneness doctrine, or it can turn also into a a twoness doctrine. And so we need to be careful to stay in the balance of scriptures. And this is the very spot that people misinterpreted and misunderstood and created the Trinity doctrine, where they separated and even one of the early church uh, apologists, Justin Martyr, said that the Logos is a second God. And so you have this separation there where people misunderstand and misconstrue the scriptures and they go off. I think in Christ is revealed in his own word, Brother Branham said, to misinterpret Jesus Christ being the word, you'd make him one God out of three and you'd break the whole scriptures. So it's such a critical spot. And I brought this teaching out. I tied it in together with the scriptures in Proverbs 8 that talk about the wisdom 
and I, I don't want to get into details on this right now. You know, it, it's such a tricky subject, but I, I want to go into this in one of our other, uh, one of our future podcasts. I think it's an important subject. And definitely it's a sticky subject. Uh, many people will fall out with you over the Logos. But, you know, the, I believe the reason for that is people are, are so serious about their understanding of the Godhead and they want to be very careful to stay with the Word and stay with what Brother Branham taught. I will say this. Our desire is to be right with God. Our desire is to be malleable and correctable before God, and yet we know when God has revealed something to us and has quickened something to us, sometimes we struggle with communicating that. Even Brother Branham talked about that sometimes. If I could just express it to you the way he expressed it to me, I know you would get it. And so Brother Branham was fully relying on not only divine revelation given to him, but divine revelation being given to those who are hearing him. You know, we can recount where he said that in the rapture message. We can recount where he said that even in marriage and divorce, that he he didn't want to go any further, that he trusted that God would reveal it to us. And so we realize what a reverent heart that takes. We realize what is such a a dangerous spot that we put ourselves in when we are seeking God for revelation. It's not a dangerous spot. We're predestinated seed, and God will reveal the truth to us. But what I'm saying is we should be in reverence before God, understanding that there's a vindicated prophet in the land, that God reveals his secrets to his prophets. And yet, Brother Branham himself told us that I can't say anymore, I trust that God will reveal this to you. And I believe he was talking to the individual. So that's the necessity of revelation for all of us. And even as, even as a missionary, as an apostle who's going and establishing church order, establishing churches in, in the doctrine and overseeing local churches who have, are just babies in the faith, the importance of divine revelation. Brother Branham said you could never pray enough for it. I think would emphasize not only praying enough for ourselves personally as individuals, but also praying that God give it to the believers that we're ministering to, uh, having that burden that the people themselves get in touch and get in contact with God. Uh, what good does it do for us to teach and to be the ones and to be become the people's absolute when it needs to be Christ, the living word made manifest for this day, would be their absolute? What other source can we take the people to? What other place can they go to? God bless you. You know, what can we do as ministers? What can we do? We do what, what our job is. That's to preach the word. That's to be sure that people understand it, which is another point is, as ministers, sometimes we preach the word, but are we sure that the people are grasping what's being said? We can't just say, oh, it's their fault. They don't get it. But we have to take responsibility that the people should understand it. You know, we've got to be, the Bible says, be aware of thy flocks. So as a minister, we need to be in conversation with believers. 
We need to be taking the time to visit with them and, and asking them questions. Many times on Bible studies, we're waiting for people to ask us questions. But we should ask them questions. I recently, in the last year, I should say, uh, we've been, I've been doing Bible studies with the youth at my local church, Grace Ministries, and uh, rather than simply me talking and them listening, I've, I've talked and taught, but then I turn it around and I ask them questions so that I can be sure that they're getting it. And sometimes the kids are more meek than others. Some kids are ready to give many answers over and over again, but other kids are not ready to give answers. And so I've tried on many levels to make sure that the kids are understanding it. And even at the end, I put together a test. Now, the test wasn't so much for the kids. The test was for me to know where I was at and how I was teaching the people and how much they were understanding and, and what subject I need to go into moving forward. So looking at on, on that level, uh, how critical it is to know the condition of people. And, you know, without communicating with people, without asking people, Sometimes it's hard to know. Many people, they bob their head and say, yes, I understand, or even they shout amen. But do they really understand? And that's the importance of being a pastor. A pastor is one that oversees the flock. And within that word, bishop, that Paul uses is to visit. And as ministers, we need to be more proactive with visiting. I understand there's some huge churches, and it's difficult to do that, but there's many ministers in those churches that can go and visit believers. And as, a, as the pastor, you can oversee that work. So anyways, I'm not trying to tell everybody what to do and how to do it, but these are some things that the Lord has laid on my heart, and these are things that we oversee with our local churches in, in Turkey. And we're very involved with that, with the minister's on a daily and even or a weekly and even daily basis with them. So divine revelation it's necessary for for us as believers. It's necessary for us to, as ministers to pray for that for our congregations. Too often we we don't do that. We don't pray for that and we don't follow up with the people to make sure that they're understanding you know, we can preach and people can say amen, but can those people communicate that back to us? If they want to share their faith, should be in the position to communicate it on some level, not just back to us, but to the people that they're witnessing to. Thank you so much for listening to PTM Radio. We will have more for you next week, some interviews, and we trust that the Lord richly blesses you. If you want to provide some feedback, if you want to call in and talk to us, the number you can reach us at is 612-293-6846, and you can find us on the web at ptmradio.com. We're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes, and if you go to ptmradio.com, you can subscribe to our podcasts in iTunes, so you can listen to it on your phone or your iPad or your MacBook, or your iMac, whatever you've got there. And you can also get us on SoundCloud. If you use an Android phone, you can download the SoundCloud app. You can look for PTM Radio, and you can subscribe to us there. 
So thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Brother Jason DeMars. May God richly bless you.